top of the top, 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 top of the morning, top of the morning. It is another day in paradise. Any day on this side of the grass is a good day. I'm your host. It's Durrell. I got my man, my partner in crime right next to me. And that happens to be Corey. Corey, man. Top of the top, man. What's good with you? How are you doing today, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, we had a great night last night. Yeah. It was nice to kind of reverse course after two rough days. So feeling real good this morning about this slate. Okay. It's another sport, but I'm not going to hear any kind of shit from you um, with that Chargers game yesterday, right? We're not going to talk about that. I, I know I brought it up, but I just don't want you to slip nothing. In I think the we game. have to talk about it, though. Okay. Because guy you on know, couch, uh, man. We crushed, we crushed the showdown slate DFS last night on it because Travis Kelsey was the captain to play. Yeah. The Chargers decided to leave like 15 points on the table because they just refused to kick field goals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys are going to trade Herbert, man, because it's just in your nature. So, see, man, see, see, you know what? I, I, I think I set myself up for this, but you know, a guy on the couch will not let that shit go at all. At all. You guys are giving me shit. You're asking me, yo, if Herbert breaks his collarbone, are you going to trade him? I'm like, whatever. You know, whatever. It's all good. It's all love. And then what do you know? Have all these goal line issues and come back, tie the game, and then lose with Kelsey, which you had in your DFS, but that's football. Um, you know what? That, that That's it. That's it. I, I couldn't let it go this morning, but I'm letting it go on the show right now. I'm letting it go. I just wanted to make sure during mid-show while we're talking about ball that you just don't bring up anything that has lightning bolt, charger, you know, car battery charger, anything at all. We we good? Fair enough. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great games last night, man. Great games. Uh, I had one pick that I was strong with on the show this morning or last uh, last yesterday morning, and you had a pretty decent lineup, man. Let's get into these games on yesterday. It was a short slate. We had, like we said, uh, four games that we looked at. It was five on the slate, but this is the second of the Chicago game that was postponed because everybody is running around with Corona out there. So we had Detroit uh, play the Pacers 113-122. They lost. They did cover that 10, man. What do you think about that game? Ooh, that was close, though. Yeah, I uh, had them at plus 10.5, but I didn't jump on it until we got that late Brogdon news. Yeah. And that kind of shook up the slate. Um, we posted on on Twitter, had to pivot over to Karis LeVert when that happened, and that ended up paying out. And, yeah, I mean, just, you know, for as much news as we thought we were waiting on yesterday's slate, we didn't get that much news outside of Brogdon's late, late scratch, and then Tyrese Maxey, who got – he was scratched after my bet was already in, but that was a very, very last minute addition. Outside of that, though, the slate played kind of how we said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Detroit, they didn't look great, but they were able to keep it close enough. Sadiq Bay looked great. Cade Cunningham played decent. So, not a bad game overall. Yeah. When one of those guys is out for Indiana, they're not that good of a team. Yeah. You need all those set pieces in. So, um. Yeah, Indiana got it done, but I I laughed because they didn't cover. You know that. You know we pointed that game out yesterday. It's like, wait a minute. I the day before when the Pacers were playing, this was minus ten. 
right? I was like, wait a minute, how is this possible? So, yep, they covered by the nine points. Sweated it out, but you did win. Next game was Philly at Brooklyn. We weren't really too keen on Philly playing in a back-to-back, but Brooklyn's been decimated, literally have nobody on their team. Still getting it done, man. What'd you think? Yeah, I was, when I made the bet, I was really hoping Embiid wasn't going to go. He ends up playing. Kevin Durant's just that guy, man. If there's going to be a guy to carry some scrubs <laughs> to some wins here, man, it's Kevin yeah. Durant right now. That guy is just – he's on a mission. The role players played well. And Philly's just – you know, especially without Maxi, you take a scorer like that off the court for those guys. They've got they've got some issues they got to work out here. So I really do – you know, they didn't do it last night, but I really do hope they rest and beat until he's 100%. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it seems like those key players kind of bounce around. I mean, this time it's Maxi. I remember earlier in the season, like the first month, I believe it was Shake Milton who was out for a couple games and they really needed him. You know, so it's kind of funny how important players kind of bounce around. You really do need everybody. You talk about Indy needing their set pieces. Philly really needs their set pieces to play. Yeah, Yeah, man. Next game is New York at Houston. And I'm just going to say this, man. Talked about it yesterday. Houston looks like they're just going to Houston right now. They lost to the Knicks 116-103. I think this is their, what, third, fourth uh, loss in a row at this point. Looks like they're back to their beginning of the year status here. What did you think about that game? You know, I got to question the New York coach here, man. I don't know. the. I got to pull the stats up on this, but they just go away from Julius Randle in the second half of games. The guy just... (laughs) dominates first halves and then we don't see him get the ball anymore and I'm, I'm confused by it because he's your best player he can't be stopped they're already in foul trouble and you don't even remotely try to get this guy the ball on offense anymore yeah they pull it off though Houston like we said they just don't have enough scoring right now until they get some of these guys back to to compete at that level but Indiana man I mean uh, New York sorry has some <laughs> they got some things to work through man their rotations look awkward you know the coach just looks like he's staring at the bench sometimes like oh man who should i put in because we need points right now and it's like man just go to randall i it's tough to watch that's why i don't play that guy in dfs because he'll score you 40 fantasy points in the first half and end up with like 48 so yeah Weird game, had the over, and that got sketchy because Houston yeah. couldn't score. Eric Gordon didn't hit anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I am not. I was not impressed at all by the Knicks in that game. Skirted it on the over, just barely made it, man. Just barely made it there. Yeah, last game of the night, obviously, was which the game I was on. I'd gotten to the window late at minus nine for Phoenix. Didn't matter. Didn't even matter against the Wizards, man. They got it done. What'd you like about that game? 98 Wizards, 118 Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, they got off to a little slow start. Uh, I think probably just from the, from the time off. But once they got rolling, man, uh, Washington's not on their level. Not even close. Chris Paul picked them apart. And they got – every shot they took was wide open. Yeah. You know, they were doubling down on eight, and they couldn't get back out to the three. It's what we expected. Phoenix was the better team at home with the rest. You know, Washington just didn't didn't have it. So that one seemed easy. Sometimes they seem easy and they don't work out. But luckily, uh, this one went the way we thought. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man, I liked it. That was my only play, my only win. Your DFA cr- or DFS crushed yesterday, man. Crushed yesterday. So you, you did pretty well yesterday, huh? Yeah, the showdown slate, I definitely loaded up on football heavier than basketball, but basketball I played. And once I got the Brogdon news, those last second pivots paid off. Nothing crazy, but it was good to get back into the green, see mm-hmm. see some money coming in, and then hit a 14 parlay, little 10x there, and uh, just on the betting side of things. And you know, man, I probably would have hit it harder, but you know, nobody can get on Bovada right now. So yeah, man, yeah, I wasn't able to load up on that Phoenix money line by itself either. So I wonder if they're hacked. I don't know what's going on there, but usually you don't see them down this long. I've never seen it before. I mean, they'll do their scheduled maintenance, but when I got up yesterday, I was like, all right, let me see what's going on. I thought it was my Wi-Fi, bro. I thought it was my Wi-Fi. Well, I tried my desktop, my laptop, my phone, <laughs> my tablet. I was like, somebody's going to let me bet, man. I got yeah. Yeah. Exactly right now. All right, man. So that is the recap. Let's get into these games, man. We got a pretty larger slate. We got eight games on the board. We're going to start it off with... The Miami Heat at Orlando Magic. Guy on the couch spent a lot of time getting these tickers right. So if it hadn't been, you know, audio or or camera issues, audio or video issues, it was damn sure his typing issues. So uh, he made sure he got up extra early and did, you know, his little one finger typing to make sure he got it right. So I double checked his work. So if it's wrong, this one's on me. All right, man. First game, Miami Heat at Orlando Magic. This is now um, 208. Uh, I saw this line yesterday at 209 and minus three for the Heat. It looks like Heat is already being pounded. Um, it's now at minus five. The notes I put on this game really was um, uh, how do you game plan against a decimated team? And that being Orlando, I think also with this line movement, it's probably telling me that Cole Anthony may not play here. Not sure. Um, he is looking as questionable for Friday. Uh, of course, Mo Bamba's been questionable. And then on top of that, you've got everybody out. Tyler Hero is also questionable Questionable with the squad. But he just might get up here, man. I do like Miami here. This is a heavy lean for me because when I looked at it, I said minus three isn't enough. So this could be a little tricky here. Um, but it seems like Miami can get it done. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I don't really want to side here. Miami, they just don't have any depth right now. And I know they've been pulling it off, but that that lineup just it scares me. But they're yeah. great for DFS right now, especially against this Orlando defense. Kyle Lowry's got to be getting looks here at 7,800. And then you're just going to go back to the well with P.J. Tucker, 4,500, just gets it done night in, night out right now. You know, Max Strews. Some of those other guys are are potential, but the slate's big enough that you probably don't have to go there. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker are must plays again tonight, especially against this Orlando defense that can't stop anybody. It opened at three, and I said there was something really trappy about this three. Something really trappy about this three. So I, like you said, um, I, I I would lean Miami, but I don't have a play on this game here. Just in my opinion, there are better plays on the board for you. Yeah, I will say if if Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba don't go, though, you can confidently go to Miami here. But two points being steamed up says a lot, man, which I would kind of be like, all right, maybe they're not going. All right, man. Next game, we've got Denver Nuggets at Atlanta Hawks. Um, right now, this is Ben four. Looks like it's going to stay there. I saw this line at minus four Hawks yesterday. Total opened up at uh, I had two twenty two. 
It's now gone up a hook. I see in some cases now it's 223 and a half. And the first thing I wrote on my notes was huge lean on the over 222. Right now, we've talked about pace and Denver playing with a slower pace, but that's not the case right now. They are actually playing pretty quick and they're scoring a lot of points, a lot of points. Um, I don't know if you want to trade buckets with Atlanta. It seems like if you trade buckets with Atlanta, they may get the better half of you or you just kind of run them out of the building um, and score 44 points like Houston did against them. So I see the minus four. You do have Atlanta at home. They both have had the same time in breaks, I want to say. Yeah, they don't play. Both of them don't play until the 19th, and they've both had the 15th off. So you've got equal breaks here. Um, I like the over here. I do like the over. I might have missed the value, right? But in my notes, yeah, huge lean on the over. Uh, right now, last 10, Denver is 9-1 and one on the over. Nine and one on the over. So they're crushing these totals right now. So I've got a huge lean on the over. Uh, right now it's gone up to 223 and a half in some books. We have it at 225 as in the time of this uh, uh, typing, you know, the uh, spreads here. What do you like about this game? Anything you're looking at? In Joker, we trust, man. man until, yeah. until he lets me down here, I'm just going to keep going back to the well. Especially Capella for his... Good as he's been playing this year, man, he has really struggled in half-court defense. And Atlanta in general has struggled with their half-court defense. Mm -hmm. I think Joker does what he wants offensively here. I hope this game stays competitive yeah, so that he can get his full allotment of minutes. But And, uh, you know, I haven't fully – I think there's enough value on this slate that you can afford him at $12,000. I don't think you should have any issues there. You know, outside of that, there's not much I really like in this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I do think this game goes over. Both these teams are just playing at an insane pace right now. Yeah. Which is Not crazy. On the defensive end, but yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be Joker again for me tonight. And that's probably in, on every slate he's on until he has a bad matchup or something. Right. You ride that train to the wheels fall off. You know, in the last 10 Denver has not lost back to back games yet in these last 10. Right. Atlanta's lost back to back twice. So that's kind of telling there. I'm curious to see um, where if this total gets up a little higher, if people are going to continue to smack it throughout the day. But I'm telling you, man, I do like the over here a lot. All right, man. Our next game that we have is Golden State going to meet Boston. Um, did I get that right? Let me get my uh, tickers on here. Right. Golden State. Yep. And. <laughs> Moving a little faster than we could at Boston here, man. Minus three and a half. Looked at some notes here, and it seems like actually they are quite even first half. Now, I'm scared to bet this game. And you and I have both discussed earlier in the week when they were going for this record, or rather Steph was going for this record, that, hey, we're not going to even touch Golden State until the record's broken, right? Until the record's broken, then they can get back to playing normal ball. And Steph broke that record pretty easily, you know, in the first quarter against New York at the Garden, right? But they were still kind of choppy, man. still kind of choppy. You know, New York was kind of in that game until you see that third quarter turnaround, very low scoring game. So Golden State, before this record was really kind of coming into effect, you did have them playing 
high paced, efficient ball. They were one of the top scores in the league or top scoring teams in the league, top scoring first half teams in the league under the Pacers and uh, Utah. And it just seems like that got away. This game being at minus three and a half kind of scares me. It was minus three yesterday. So there has been money that's coming in on Golden State. Um, I am leaning here. I'm going to tell you this. I'm leaning Boston first half here. I am leaning Boston first half here. Some of the notes I said or wrote down was, um, you know, Boston is averaging the same first half points as Golden State. They're about 47 we know that Boston can clamp down and play defense if you really put your mind to it. Anything's possible, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but we know that Golden State also is a third-quarter team, right? That's where they just slack you is on the third quarter. So I am leaning Boston first half. I'm glad I really didn't step on anything now because the direction is moving towards Golden State. This line will probably get to four. My lean is Boston first half based upon the numbers that I saw yesterday and what they've done in the last three. We've got Jalen Brown back. I like that addition. Um, what do you like here in this game? Anything at all? Any side total person? No. Let's just, we got two healthy teams here. I got no DFS plays here. And yeah, yeah I'm with you. I, I just can't see the Warriors giving three and a half on the road right now. They, they yeah. haven't. Good, and they were using the Steph Curry history, you know, chase as a yeah. use for it. But like you said, man, after he hit the record, they still had the same issues. He was still shooting the same amount of threes. They just seem a little off. Both these teams are fully healthy, and Boston, when they have been fully healthy, have been dangerous this year. Um, Brown, Tatum, they've got weapons. They're deep. They got enough guards to handle the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If I had to take a lean, yeah, it'd be Boston here. But, you know, luckily for DFS, we got enough games on the slate. I don't have to touch this one. So we're just going to fade this game. Yeah, yeah, that's my lean here. But I'm right, man. This is a lot of people will say, just go ahead and pass going to the next one. And that's exactly what we'll do. Speaking of passing, man, I'm going to tell you, this is probably another game that I'm going to pass. Milwaukee Bucks minus two and a half at New Orleans Pelicans. Literally, literally. Everybody is out for Milwaukee right now, right? I'm looking at their injury report, and I'm like, yo, um, is this a forfeited game? <laughs> you know, because they've got both the Antetokounmpo brothers out. Maybe you get Chris Middleton back. I don't think so. This line was minus three yesterday, and I don't know how in the hell you just moved towards New Orleans' favor. Really? It's probable tonight, though. Yeah, I've got him as probable as well, but... If I looked at this game last night, I said, if Chris Middleton is in, I am going to touch Milwaukee first half. And the reason why is I did not know that they were second in the league, second in the league under the Cavs with first half ATS. I didn't know that, man. 19 and 10 is their overall record. Nine and four at home, 10 and six away. And generally, the Bucks are playing with larger spreads, right? Because they're the Bucks. So to get them at minus two and a half, even with even if they're playing with one arm tied behind their back, I do believe they can get it done against New Orleans Pelicans, who in their own right, man, Pelicans are under 500 first half spreads at home. Right. They they are 500 away, but they are five and eight, um, 13 and 16 total at home in first half spreads. 
So if you're trying to tell me that the Bucks can't just be up by a bucket, um, yeah, I don't know. But this is another game here I was looking at saying if Chris Middleton goes, I might step on it, right? But money is coming in towards New Orleans right now. It seems like that number has changed. What do you like here? Yeah, I'm. it's tough, man. I, I do like Drew Holiday for DFS today, 7,900. He played a huge role without Giannis last game. And now we got Bobby Portis out since yeah. that game happened as well. So I think Drew Holiday is about as safe as it gets tonight if you just want, you know, guaranteed usage rate. 7,900 is a good price for him. Chris Middleton at 6,700, if he plays, I think is a great spot. That's way too cheap for this guy who's going to just shoulder the offensive load. Hmm. Outside of that, man, that's about it for this game. New Orleans is just one of those teams that has all these guys with all this talent, and they just can't put it together as a team. You know, I know it's tough because you built this whole squad around Zion. He hasn't been there yet. Yes, yes. The guy's looking like the Michelin man right now, though, so we're not going to know what he's going to look like when he gets on the court. If he does. If he ever does play, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody should tell him all that weight's not helping his recovery. Yeah. You, you. Yeah, I'd say Bucks here's the lean. Again, I don't feel great about it, though. They're so decimated. Cool. My name is Camp. What was that? I said I I, I, I might have jumped over you there. I don't blame him. I, I can't. Oh, elaborate. I can't I can't blame I can't put a lot of blame on Zion. I blame his camp. I blame his his circle. Right? Somebody should have told him, bro, you can't be eating like this. You you you've got you've got to get, get manage this weight. You know, you you're going to say coaching, you're going to say staff, you're going to say the people, you know, who are in the organization, but with him not being in the building, right? He's got to have a circle of friends, man a circus, what, what what we would call in business a sphere of influence that needs to t- tell him, settle down, man. All right. I, I really can't put a lot of blame on him, but this is, this is a sad case, but you are absolutely right. Absolutely right here. And that is, um, there's, this team was built around Zion and now it's, you know, what do you do here? There's no identity of this team. And you would think that would be with Brandon Ingram, um, but there's no identity right now without Zion there at all. And that's starting to show. I might have cut you off. You were mentioning something about COVID. Oh, just that I can't trust Milwaukee with this many uh, COVID cases right. going on right now. Absolutely. As much as, you know, if they had half their team right now, I think this would be a smash spot against New Orleans. But it's just tough to go there, especially they lost like even, you know, Giannis's brother, Thanis, is, uh, is, yeah, yeah. is a huge Huge defender for them, man, that can come in and get stops. Their length isn't there right now. I still think they get it done, but I I wouldn't bet it tonight. Yeah. Let's move on to the next game, man. And that is the Spurs at the Jazz, man. San Antonio right now, uh, plus 11.5 against the Jazz. This is another team, man, in the Utah Jazz who are literally, literally rolling through teams. Rolling through teams. This kind of reminds me, honestly, of that 15-game span that they had where they just ran through teams, man. And it's one of those things. This was a bet that I had made on Wednesday. It was like, give me the Utah Jazz minus I don't give a fucking shit what the spread is, right? 
Now, this is something that kind of gives me cause for pause. In On that same slate, I took Spurs first quarter. Because Spurs, if you look at their first quarter spread, I believe they are now, yeah, first. First in the league with first quarter spreads. They are 19-7, 12-2 at home, 7-5 seven, five, seven five away. Um, Utah Jazz actually is terrible in the first quarter. I was looking also at their numbers, man. They're close to the bottom of the list. They are 11 and 14 first quarter, seven and five away, right? And then get this, or seven and five home, four and nine away. So it just seems like this team really turns it on second half as well. Um, Spurs first quarter is what I had taken against Charlotte. And Charlotte came out and just said, nope, nope, not today. Not on duty, not on duty, right? And they smacked them. Uh, so I lost that first quarter spread. Uh, first quarter spread against Charlotte. I do believe that you get a better first quarter play out of Spurs today. So I've got to lean on to the uh, uh, first quarter here with the Spurs. I think you might get a change in this line here. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets to twelve. Surprised it hasn't been pounded either way, right? You like that Miami game was pounded. Surprised this hasn't gotten pounded um, by the Sharps just yet. So I am going to probably go back to the well. Not, uh, not It's just a lean right now. I want to see what the, what the numbers do uh, with San Antonio first quarter. That line is probably going to be uh, San Antonio plus four, plus three and a half, somewhere around there. Um, what do you like on this game? Anything at all? Like, love, hate? What, do you, what are you going? Yeah, the 11 and a half is a lot for me, but I, I don't even think it matters. Yeah. I do Utah here tonight. I mean, personally, I'm probably going to try and find that minus 500 Utah money line and just pound it. Jesus. In this game, minus 500 doesn't scare me off of it. But yeah, DFS, I'm not, you know, I don't play Utah and I'm definitely not playing San Antonio at Utah. So this game's a fade for me, even with that high over under total. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, find the money line on Utah. That's, I'm good with that. And then, you know, I probably will throw the minus 11 and a half on a parlay because I just don't think this game's remotely close. The Spurs so let think- us have the Hornets, and I got – I'm a little biased right now. I'm a little upset with them. So, so, yeah. So, you don't play any Utah Jazz players at all? You think they're overpriced? They're too balanced. They'll have five starters all in double digits. They use their entire bench. They don't work anybody over 30 minutes if they don't have to. And with this game screaming blowout, we're going to see a lot of Jordan Clarkson yeah. off the bench. So, yeah, Utah's just one of those teams. They'll score 120, and it'll be seven players over 15. You know, they just they hit you from everywhere. And they're doing a really good job of monitoring Mitchell's minutes before the playoffs, it looks like. So, yeah, I stay off of Utah, but they are the play here tonight at home. Very interesting. But – just looking at the numbers, you're making complete sense. They are balanced. They are. They will play everybody. Um, three guys had 20 points. Even Donovan Mitchell, um, he's kind of balanced himself too. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of that's a gamble within itself. Uh, the the gambling game within the gambling game is who do you play on Utah? So yeah, I get it. That makes a makes a lot of sense there. All right. So yeah, that would be my lean. Would be a first quarter Spurs lean. Next game we have is Lakers at Minnesota. Right now, man, this is Lakers minus one and a half. 
or excuse me, Minnesota minus one and a half. Um, as we were typing this out, this was at two. You do see money coming in on the Lakers. Um, when I was looking at this yesterday, man, this was at plus two and a half for the Lakers. The Lakers are turning it around right now. They're quietly on a little one streak right now. This would be, if they won this game, this would be their fourth game. In the last five games, this, they're, they're, they're four and one of the last five, right? So they're doing something right here. We do have news about Westbrook going into protocols, health and safety protocols. Um, Avery Bradley, there's news on him actually being out. Uh, we do have Isaiah Thomas, who was just signed by the Lakers as well. Um, I tell you, man, in spite of all the news, in spite of all the injuries that's going on, you are going to possibly get Malik Monk back here. Um, he's off of safety protocols. I like the Lakers. I really do. And that might just be, that's not even a homer in me because I'll be quick to say I'm not going to play this team. But when watching this team and getting a feel for how they're playing, it's like they got their stride, man. Better shooting coming from the team right now. Um, you do have better play. I mean, that that you've got, what do they call them? Barnyard Mamba? You know, that's that's Austin Reeves nickname, Barnyard or Backyard Mamba. But I mean, these guys, it just seems like they're starting to fill a little bit of their rhythm. People are going to look at that last Minnesota game where they just schlack Denver 124 to 107. And I think they're going to use that kind of recency bias here to think that they can do the same thing to the Lakers because of how good and how fast Denver has been playing. I'm telling you right now, man, this is probably still a Lakers spot. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's just the fan in me, but just looking at how they're playing, they're like almost bottom in first half spreads, first quarter spreads, that being the Lakers. Um, but I do like the Lakers here. I really do. So I'm going to see what this number does as well. I think if it moves another point, you probably got to jump on it um, before you lose all of the value. Uh, so we'll see. What do you like here? Any love, hate, like here in this game? I actually do like the Lakers here, <clears throat> and I'm not saying that the Westbrook experiment's not going to work this season, but I do think having them out right now mm -hmm. will let them get back into a rhythm that they had last year. You know, the problem with LeBron, it's been his problem his whole career, is they always get these guys that seem to not be able to spread the floor for him, and he needs the lane open. You know, his best tenure in Cleveland, he had – Ilgowskis, who was their center, and he could just spot up in the corner three. Yeah. And the lanes were wide open. Chris Bosch was his spread five there in Miami. You know, he it's tough when you just put these guys that can't shoot next to the guy. So I do think they'll play better here without Westbrook in. And we're going to get to see, I think, a lot of the rookie Reeves. So yeah. I think it's a great spot tonight. Yeah. Uh, for DFS, he's only $3,300. And, you know, I know he'll be dealing with Patrick Beverly probably on the other side. I'm not too concerned with that. I wouldn't bet the Lakers here, but I do think, you know, I know Minnesota also smashed, smacked up the Lakers here earlier this year. Yeah, this would be a revenge spot for them. But I think that was without LeBron in that game. You know, Minnesota, again, they just have their deficiencies. They don't, they don't rebound very well. Yeah, my lean's Lakers, but, you know, that might, again, I probably won't bet it. I yeah. do think you take some of these young Laker players, though, that are going to fill in for Westbrook and get his minutes. Uh, great DFS plays, probably starting with Reeves, who I think earned himself some some serious burn here after that last 
overtime three there he hit. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to agree. It's it is kind of a revenge game, but to your point, yeah, there was no LeBron that game. I believe he was out that game. They played November twelfth. Let me just make sure. But yeah, um, it's one of these games to where it's Lakers are nothing for me. Lakers are nothing for me, honestly. So um, I hate to pick the side of the Lakers because I am a fan, you know. So like I said earlier, I don't want to be like a homer, but what I'm just seeing out of their most recent play looks pretty good to me. All right, man. Next game we have, the second to the last game, is the Charlotte Hornets at Portland Trailblazers. I'll tell you right now, I'm off this game. I don't want any smoke in this game. If I had to make a play on this game, I would just take the Charlotte Hornets because of how they play in the second half, right? But you got Portland at home, Portland coming off a loss at home. Um, they play, they, I think want to say it's been back to back losses now, right? They lost against um, um, that opening, the opening of their back to back. I believe it, it was against Phoenix one eleven to one Oh seven. Right. And then they turn around and lose to Memphis, 103-113. Three home losses. They lost to Minnesota, 111-116. So Portland's coming off three straight home losses right now. Um, So when I see that, and then I see this line at one and a half, hasn't even been moved, this seems trappy. This seems trappy to me. So I don't have any play in this game. I believe we do get LaMelo back. LaMelo is showing as probable. Um, Ish Smith is definitely out this game, um, but you did have some people get on the injury report on the Trailblazer side. Um, Tony Snell is out because it's personal. I don't know what the, what the hell that is. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Um, and then Greg Brown, the third, is out for illness as well. Um, now, Dennis Smith is questionable. I said his knee, so he's questionable. Um, and then Brown is questionable as well for illness. So we'll see how that goes. I don't want to touch this game, man. Anything you like, hate, or love in this game? Probably Charlotte here, especially if LaMelo's back, man. I think that team is dangerous when they're healthy. The Plumlee obviously helped their defense against the Spurs last game. I, I do want clarification that LaMelo's going to play. But yeah. I, feel, I like Charlotte here, man. I, I'm not impressed with Portland right now. On a DFS side, this is probably a great game to load up on. The problem is the Hornets guys are priced a little too high now with everyone back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where you go on Portland right now confidently. You know, I'm not going to pay up for Dame. I think you, Norman Powell's probably in a good spot here tonight at 6,300. And then Anthony Simmons at 5,200, even though he hasn't been playing the best basketball lately. You know, with McCollum out, he's going to get the opportunity. So, mm-hmm. and Dennis Smith Jr., probably he's not going to be there to take some minutes away from him. So, right. yeah. I'd probably go Powell and Simmons. And then I got to look through the Charlotte value and look at the go back to how their usage rates were pre all the injuries. But LaMelo was on a kind of a, a roll there heading into getting that COVID. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good game. Not much defense played here. So DFS is probably going to be, especially if you're trying to fit in one last person, I would probably take it out of this game on the whole slate. But yeah, my lean here, Charlotte, but I, I do want that LaMelo news before I before I bet. Yeah. Yeah. That means everything. But then at the same token, I know you got that fade, the star player theory, right? So we'll see. Um, I just think this line is too short. It opened too short for me to kind of feel confident in Charlotte. 
you know, but at the same time, books don't always get it right. So we'll see. Last game on the slate, man, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies at the Sacramento Kings. Guy on couch told me if the Kings lose, he's just going to start spelling, spelling the Kings with a Z. <laughs> He's going to start spelling them K-I-N-G-Z. <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you think, bro? Do you think? This line, man, minus, check this out. I, I want to say this line was off, right? It was off and the total was off. Woke up this morning, minus five for the Grizzlies. But when I looked at it yesterday, I was like, man, give me the Kings, or, or I'm sorry, give me the Memphis Grizzlies. Give me the Grizz. Minus, I don't give a shit what the spread is. And the reason why is I believe you got Rashawn Holmes, um, who is out or questionable, right? You got Tyrus Halliburton, who was questionable. Um, Rashawn Holmes is actually doubtful. And then I want to say you had De'Aaron Fox. He is out. Yeah. Health and safety, right? Those are your main players, bro. Main players. So if you've got those, you've got two of those three guys out. This is just going to get out of hand, in my opinion, for um, the Sacramento Kings. So I looked at it yesterday, got the news about De'Aaron Fox. I was like, man, I'm going to be probably all on Memphis here. It's minus five. I haven't seen much push toward this number changing at all. Um, it is still minus five. Um, so I'm going to be looking at the Memphis Grizzlies here. They are just on a tear in what they're doing without Ja, right? So there is excellent play coming out of these set pieces in Desmond Bain and JJJ. Um, and it just seems like this team right now has got it together. They've really got it together. Um, what do you like, love, hate in this game? Yeah, I think I'm going to be smashing Memphis here tonight. Mm -hmm. It's even deeper than, than the injuries you listed. I mean, you scroll down to the Sacramento bench, and the best guy off their bench recently has been Terrence Davis. He's out as well here tonight. You know, Bagley's out. They don't even – they're going to be starting, you know, me too's questionable. Yeah. They're just, they're decimated at this point and they weren't good to begin with. So yeah, I'm all on Memphis here. I do think this is a good game for DFS though. So if whatever these Memphis guys you can afford between Jaron Jackson, Jr. Bain, Tyus Jones, I would definitely look at taking, I think buddy healed is a good play here tonight at 5,100. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to have to shoot the ball for Sacramento, and you know that guy loves to to pull the trigger. So I think Buddy Heald for Sacramento is going to be a good play. You know, and then I got to – yeah, I mean, are they going to start Alex Len maybe? Nope, he's doubtful as well. He's doubtful, so right, right. I got to see what the starting lineup looks for. Whoever ends up starting for Sacramento is going to have value. They're probably going to be the bare minimum $3,000. Mm -hmm. So – and, you know, Memphis – even if they dominate this game, they are a pace up spot. They play fast. This game is going to have a lot of value, which, which is great. It's going to make getting, you know, Joker in your lineups a lot easier, but yeah, this is Memphis and five is not even remotely close to enough points. So yeah, that, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corey last 10, they are nine and one. Memphis they're playing. I'm not even sure scrolling through that who the eight players for Sacramento are tonight. So yeah, I'm looking at, you know, Harkless <laughs> gonna play. I mean, who they who are they rolling out here tonight? Like I'm gonna look at their last starters, man. 
last starters, two of them are not playing, and that's Halliburton and Fox, possibly. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a game that I think can get ugly for Sacramento. I'm surprised at the line, to be honest with you. I am surprised that it's just five, considering what Memphis has been doing. Highly, highly, highly um, doubt that this line stays at five. But, yeah, I'm going to probably have a huge look to Memphis. Give me a couple hours on this. I'm probably going to pull the trigger on that. So that is the last game, man. That is the last game on the slate, man. Last game on the slate. It was, uh, I think, some good looks here. What I've got so far that I've got a huge lean on, nothing on Miami, even though I think that line is short. It did pop up, jump up to five. So that minus three yesterday. Denver, huge lean on the over. Could be missing some value if I don't get it maybe between now and 10 a.m. I'm looking at Boston first half. Um, nothing on Milwaukee and uh, New Orleans game. Nothing on uh, the Charlotte and Portland game. San Antonio, I am liking the first quarter. I am liking the Lakers, but we'll see what kind of news comes out of there. And I am really, really liking Memphis here at the minus five. I do like those picks there. Uh, what is your DFS lineup so far? And what picks do you have? Yeah, so I'm definitely looking at the Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker in that Miami Orlando game. Yeah. In the Joker in the Denver Atlanta game. Then kind of come into the, you know, the Lakers reserves there that are going to fill in for Westbrook and Sacramento Memphis game. Um, mm-hmm. As many of the other guys as you can fill in. But as far as just staples in the lineup right now, it's Lowry, Tucker, and the Joker. And then I'm going to build around that from there. Gotcha. And then as gotcha. far as bets, Utah, Memphis, and I'm going to wait on the news for Charlotte. I tell you what, man. We have officially been rolling for the last week now. I know. So. It was a good week, man. Yeah, man. It's been pretty good. Been pretty good, man. And that is our show, actually. That is what we have for today. We have went through the slate. We've recapped yesterday's games. Tried not to talk about the Chargers at all. Guy on couch uh, is a huge Raider fan, so he wanted to show his Raider pride. And I had this dark cloud behind me with this goddamn Raider pillow. Uh, man, I just I, I feel real gassy right now. What's your plans for the weekend, brother? I'm going to watch that MMA event this weekend, last yeah. one of the year, before the month. Uh, we got football Saturday and Sunday. So, I know. That's weird. Uh, so I'm just going to sit down and watch some watch some football. <laughs> that's the plan. Guy on couch is doing my flex, man. He's doing my flex with these Raider Yeah, I tell you. I can't stand his ass. I can't stand him. Yeah, man. I'm probably watch some football. It's going to be a busy weekend for me as well. So... We will see you next go around, man. Looks like we will be back in action on Monday. I'm ready for another week, man. Corey, one week. Congratulations. Getting in the green with perfect strangers. You could find us down at the bottom there. You see it. I'm not going to repeat it. Make sure you tap in with us on Twitter as we will be putting our picks throughout the day as well. Corey, have a great day, brother. Uh, You too. All right, let's get it.